Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey Mo, what do you know? (laughs) (laughs) What a time to be alive, eh? Not a lot going on right now. (laughs) The last time I saw you was a much simpler time. We were in my home city of Birmingham. It was it was less than that. I'm pretty sure it was like less than a month, but it feels now it it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, I know. Before we get into all this madness that's going on. Uh, I got a really nice text the other day from my friend Thomas, who was obviously playing that night um, from American Pie, and he said he was walking into a grocery store the other day, and come on, Eileen by Say Ferris came on, and it said it, it said it made him feel all happy. He was so so stoked that you were there that night. He was like, if nothing else, I'm just glad that Monique got to see me play. So um, yeah, it was nice, nice to see you, and nice to. To bring two friends from kind of different worlds, but the same sort of overall universe together. Um, it's a shame we couldn't have hung out for longer now. Now I don't know when I'll see you next, or indeed when I we'll know. see anyone. Uh, well, you know, uh, this will blow over in the next 24, 48 hours, and uh, <laughs> it'll be good. If, it'll be good. If only. Um, set the scene for us, Mo. What's it like in LA at the moment? What's the vibes out there? Are you in LA, uh, or have you have you gotten out? Apo- well, the vibes are apocalyptic, but yeah. um, you know, it's like I actually where I live in Hollywood is uh, I live in a like a complex, and I'm very close with all my neighbors. And the first part of it, we were like, "Yeah, I'll meet you for drinks in the lawn, um, in the garden." You know, yeah, yeah, meet for drinks in the garden and laugh. And now everybody's like. Um, you know what? I'm busy right now. I, um, 
have to um, clean the spot on my coffee table for the next two weeks. Yeah. So. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not like it's a ghost town. It's just um, really like, I don't know. It's definitely not the Hollywood that I've ever seen before. I can imagine. Um, I mean, what have you been driving? Have you been about in your car? Or is that not really the done thing? Is that not really advised at the moment? Uh, I've been about in my car a little bit, but there's really not not many places to go at this point. <laughs> Everything's closed except for the supermarkets. But, um, uh, yeah, I've been about in my car. Um, yeah, it's just the streets are like you know much less crowded and i don't know i i actually haven't been out today but um it's still early where you are though isn't it yeah it's only 11 yeah that's early, especially for rock and roll rock and roll is like you and me are you an early riser yeah, generally right? i'm not well because i've been doing a lot of partying at home <laughs> by myself yeah what so else is no there to do so yeah <laughs> That's how I justify it. It's like, ah, oh, come on. Just drink the entire bottle of Jameson. Who's going to know? I never used to drink at home, ever. Like, it was always something I did when I was out and I was socialising. And I'd never even stock alcohol in, you know, in the fridge or the cupboards or anything. And since this this lockdown, <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, God, it's two o'clock. Okay, I'm going to need to just have a beer or something just to get me through the day. It's, I mean, <laughs> I'm fairly... I'm fairly, I'm, yeah, beer. What is that, like pop? Give it another few weeks, honey. <laughs> Work my way up to the hard stuff. <laughs> you sound optimistic, though. You sound upbeat. Are you good in yourself? I am. I actually, um, you know, I kind of like isolating, and this makes me happy because I don't have to explain myself to anybody now. There you go. Like, yeah, so Monique, you've been so distant and isolated, and it's like, um, <laughs> so have you. <laughs> it's it's doctor's orders. It's doctor's orders. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> what have you been doing actually, to pass the time other than drinking JMO? Uh, What's been going on? That was the first thing I did. I bought. I went to like the wholesale warehouse. I was like, I just had this. I knew shit was gonna go down. Yeah, I felt and that I too. Literally gallon sized bottles of vodka. And <laughs> you know whiskey <laughs> i love it and there are uh, i have like maybe three drops left it's like I gotta, go back. gotta go back like yeah it's gonna be a little bit longer than we initially anticipated <laughs> just a little bit yeah i feel <laughs> you i finished the gallon bottle of vodka within 48 hours i, I feel like, you this is depressing <laughs> I mean, you're kidding. laughing it off, though, uh, and I think, I, you know, sense of humor and a sense of the absurd and the, abil yeah. the ability to be able to see the, uh, the ridiculousness and all of that, I think, has been helping quite a few people through the exactly that, yeah. the, the absurdity of it all. Never in our lives have we been through anything like this, have we? This is all new. This is brand new. No, yeah. I mean, when this first started happening... Because, you know, I, when I was over there in the UK, uh, so wait, I came over... Uh, it was like January, February time, wasn't it? Yeah, so I th think I came back March. It was super early March. It was like the week before my birthday you flew back. So yeah, it would have been, I think, That's the third, third or the fourth of March, something like that, or maybe even the fifth. I've only been home a month. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was home like March third. And then almost and as soon I, as you so got I was back for like six weeks, and I have to say, I knew that there was something happening. So. My man, my best friend before I got on the plane gave me a little te- a little like a container full of vitamins. Yeah. So this was um, vitamins, and- eh? That's what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, end of January. So this was end of January. Um, and then I and I knew that something was stirring, and I remember getting on the plane like end of January and just disinfecting everything which I typically do but this time I did it with more vigor yeah and uh yeah so then I was out there for a little while sort of secluded in a way just and then I remember on the ride back um I just kind of knew something was coming you know like I just I knew so I got home and stocked up and uh but I didn't think it would be of this at this level. And but it's this a good is... thing I have OCD because I already had like, you know, gallon sized bottle of seventy percent rubbing alcohol. <laughs> like... Yeah, you, you're sanitized up to the hilt. Oh yeah, I had like a case of Clorox. Yeah, toilet paper was a hard one because people have gone really weird about toilet paper and bread here. Yeah, you toilet paper and toilet pasta paper. is the the two rare commodities over here. Pasta. Yeah, every yeah, time I get down the shop, you know, because I'm a pasta guy. I like pasta. And every time I get to the shop, all the pasta's gone every day. I'm like, oh, God, again. So I just got yeah. rice. I just did a nice, like, huevos rancheros kind of thing where I had some tortilla and some rice and some beans and some egg and some avocado. And it was oh, good. That sounds delicious. So you're still at the place where you're actually, like, taking some sort of uh well you still have a little dignity left at this point <laughs> now i'm just eating like plastic solo cups full of instant mashed potatoes for dinner <laughs> and then half a bottle of whiskey <laughs> amazing <laughs> yeah you guys are you guys are a couple weeks behind us but give it time <laughs> monique let's break for the first of your five song playlist to the end of the world then we'll come back and we will talk some more uh, what better way to get things going than with, um, you know, David Bowie? What a beautiful song this is. Heroes. Yes. I love you for picking this. One day 
Did you see Jojo Rabbit recently? Oh, yeah. How good was the end scene in that where they used this song? Beautiful moment. Oh, my God. I was crying. Me too. The tears yeah. came a-flooding. You know, that song's been used in so many films over the years, but I think that scene in particular was... It just hit home for me. It was such a sweet, beautiful moment where they start dancing together in the street. I loved it. Me too. I... I, I saw that movie a few times that was my favorite movie of last year oh was it there you go there yeah, you go yeah that and joker i really just loved those two movies so much you know what i think i'd probably say they were mine as well and looking at your list i mean i knew that we had very similar tastes anyway but looking at your list of songs uh i won't give you know too much away just yet but there's there's a lot of stuff in this that is absolutely indicative of my exact taste as well so yeah. um I'm oh, loving these good. tracks. Um, have you? What Pretty, have you? How hard is it though to ask a musician to whittle it down to five songs? It's like I know. I mean, at least you've yeah. got a sort of a lead in that it's the context of the end of the world. So there's a kind of a a premise on which to work <laughs> in there. But yeah, I mean, you selected yeah. seven, and you were like, "Oops, it's that seven trying to sneak two in." My friend the other yeah. day tried to do an entire concert like a full album. I was like, no, oh, you, he tried to have Queen Queen Live Aid. I was like, you can have one song from Queen at Live Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Queen Live Aid. <laughs> That's actually a good one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's just one consistent track. Just keep playing. What have you been yeah. doing to pass the time other than, you know, you've been moving furniture, you said. Have you been using this as a chance to do some home improvements and make yes. yourself settle into the new pad? Yes, exactly. Um, just cleaning things that i didn't even know existed before yeah or <laughs> the or the, the needed cleaning people don't think of cleaning yeah you went um, deep doing my nails and then taking off the polish and doing them again <laughs> um <laughs> been watching any films you... uh, oh uh, yeah uh, i just finished netflix completed it yeah, I just completed just Netflix. completed Netflix. Love it. Yeah. Have you seen the Tiger King documentary then? Oh, yeah. How's about uh, that? That's old news. <laughs> Done it. Smashed it. Uh, yeah, smashed it. So good. And it's funny because, like, every movie and uh, miniseries or TV show that I've been watching is sort of run into the next one. So if you ask me... Have you seen anything good? It's just like... All of it. I don't remember. <laughs> I have no idea. I've just been sitting there going, oh, this is interesting. Have you been keeping a track on days? No. No, they're gone at this stage. Who knows? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> did you have to cancel I mean, a lot of shows? Did you have much in the diary oh, yeah. over summer that's been pulled or postponed? Everything's done. Everything. Everything's postponed um festivals uh everything you know and the thing is is that i i'm like you know i'm really not that stressed out i most of my response to shitty things that happen in life is that of acceptance yeah and it's seeming complacency i'm not complacent it's just i'm ex i'm in a complete acceptance like what else are you gonna do you're gonna laugh or die yeah <laughs> like those are your only two choices so you better start laughing about this shit because uh anyway um yeah but you know what the 
at least we're all going through this together. Yeah, you know? there's 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 definite uh, solace in that. I think it's there a is. it's a communal plunge, isn't it? A little freaked out or whatever. You know, I uh, I just think, hey, you know what? The whole world is going. The entire world is going through this. You know. What and, do you think um, the financial implications for the world are? I know you're not an economist, but I mean, it's it's so crazy how i mean i was i was reading the other day mo that the uk only just kind of got itself out of the debt which it got into from world war Two, which ended oh, in geez. 1945 like eight years ago apparently it was only in the last decade that the united kingdom got themselves back into you know the the, the black as it were following world wow. war Two, and and this whole thing that's happening right now is i think going to hit countries as hard as any war's ever done uh, in financial yes. terms. And, it, I mean, we're going to be getting over this for, like, generations to come, aren't we? I thank God we don't have that much longer left, me and you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I've been drinking, I, I, I mean, I'm already halfway to liver failure. So. <laughs> it's, it's completely mad, though, isn't it, the level of debt and just economic despair that's going to you know, still hit, like, it's still very early days for a lot of that, but... Uh... I'm just, I'm more concerned, I mean, you know, the United States, we know what it's like to be in debt. Like, I don't yeah. remember a time where we've ever not been in debt, honestly, like, maybe five minutes when Clinton was president, maybe when Reagan was president for 15 minutes, but he had to, like, pull funding from every single mental health facility in the country in order to do it, um, and that's why... I believe we have such an impressive homeless population in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, which, you know, who else would I have to talk to at this point? It's like, I go for a walk around the block. It's like, hey, Frank. And he's yeah. like, I'm not Frank today. I'm Stuart. <laughs> um, I'm like, so, you know what? Now I have two friends instead of one. But <laughs> the... <laughs> I know um, what you're saying. There's there's just, I you mean... You know, I think we just... It's, what, it's like, what, the, what are you going to do? You know, we we it's a it's a global effort at this point to figure this out. It's the greatest minds on the planet. The most educated people on the planet are coming together to try and figure out these issues. And they're worldwide. It's not, you know, and so when they're there in America, it's the reason why we pay taxes, although people forget why we pay taxes here because when you don't get medical insurance out of it and yeah, yeah. you know, you know, 45% of people are dying because they can't afford their medical payments or 25% of people are dying or just living with some sort of illness because they can't afford medical payments. Um, you know, it's like, oh, why are we paying taxes again? And we all hope that this is the reason why. That hopefully somewhere, somebody's been putting those little dollars away um, for something like this to happen. Uh, this is the global rainy day, isn't it? This is that global rainy day that hopefully the world has been stashing and saving for. Yeah, but it hasn't been. Because I haven't. You know? I know I haven't. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... Like, our federal government is, is bailing us out here in the United States to the best of its ability. And I do believe uh, that it's, uh, you know, I do have a lot of hope in regards to what's going to come of that. Because, you know, even the people who work at the credit card companies who will be trying to collect on the debt are also in debt. 
so um it's it, you know everybody is go everybody is going through this and i really think it's time for the top 1% of the united states to just like you know how hard that is well. it to be a you know a half a billionaire instead of a multi-billionaire yeah <laughs> it's like you'll be okay if you give up you know 40% of your um you know cash assets you'll be fine and you'll save the world basically i was chatting to my friend chuck from the mad caddies about this the other day and we were saying like once you get to a billion pounds or dollars or whatever the currency is you get a badge which says well done mate you've completed capitalism and now anything that you earn above that you need to distribute through you know healthcare and and charity and things like that if only that could be the case who needs a billion dollars honestly (laughs) who needs it you know, if you were, I mean, can you, how many zeros is in a billion? I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's like, well, a million, isn't that six zeros? A million, a million? six, yeah. What would a billion be then? Yeah, Nine or 12? A billion? Yeah. Well, I think a billion would be seven. Am I wrong about that? No, no, well, who knows? A billion is six. We'll be here all day. Oh, then there's <laughs> 10 million, 100 million. A million, million. And then a billion. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. Math saying our like, strong suit, is it? Yeah. Why, why do I need it? I don't even need to know how many zeros are in a billion. All I know, it's a lot. And I know that the people who have a billion dollars can't even count to a billion. So it's like, you know, I give give some up. Give some up, man. Give it up. Let's break Let's for another track, Mo. Uh, Devo. I was hoping to get out to Los Angeles in May, actually. It won't be happening anymore because the gig won't be. But did you see, uh, see there was this concert happening? It was like um, Morrissey, Blondie, Devo... Uh, psychedelic oh, yeah. furs, like all the eighty stuff. It looks so good. Um, I, oh yeah, I, I was already, I was already getting tickets and passes for that show. <laughs> amazing. Well, if it gets rescheduled, yeah. then I'll hopefully try and get out and we'll go together. That'd be very cool. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, anyway, um, I, I'm trying to get um, the Cadillac there. Oh yeah. Um, just, yeah. So. Because I think that would be a cool experience for people and a great way to raise money for the foundation and for the restoration of Joe Strummer's Cadillac. Well, Les, we're going to play some Joe Strummer in a bit as well, but let's play Devo first, then we'll come back, then we'll have a chat, then we'll play some Clash. Um, This is Smart Patrol, Mr. DNA.
Here's something I wanted to ask you, Mo. Yeah. Uh, the the impact of this is obviously, as you say, it's it's massive. It's completely unprecedented. It's worldwide. I think that depending on what age you are in your life, uh, not even just in terms of like your ability to you know bounce back from the from the virus if you get that, but I've been chatting to people who are parents at the moment, and it, <laughs> I kind of wish I was younger. You know, I'm a little bit older and jaded now, and for me, like I've been slogging away and hustling for the last ten years, and I feel like if I don't make it through this year doing what I'm currently doing, then it might be time for me for a segue and a sidestep and a whole new profession. Um, what are you feeling like as a musician? Uh, you know what? I, it's going to hit the industry so, so, so hard, isn't it? Like yeah, it, but like, if you're into, if you're in a ska band to make money, you, you, you picked the wrong profession. <laughs> well, certainly, certainly in 2020, yeah. maybe. Oh, it just, it was never, listen, it was never an endeavor that was going to make us billionaires, you know, it was something we did because we loved it and we were able to, we were able to pay the bills. Um, and, but, uh, so I've always had other things going on, um, lots of interests and hobbies and things that make me really happy that also fortunately, um, make me a little bit of money. Yep. to be able to throw around and be able to drive a decent car and, and that's all I ever wanted I never really cared about being the most famous or the richest because like I knew that um, it was really more about the quality of my life than the quantity of the things that I possessed you know yeah so, amen to that but even yeah. to have a certain quality of life you need a basic level of income right sadly Ab- absolutely and you know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, money makes makes things a lot easier. Um, yeah. possibly you know, it makes possibilities easier. But um, I, I don't. I, I choose to not really see life like that. I think possibilities are endless, and anything is possible. And if I want something bad enough, I get it because I'm willing to work hard for that. And I just know how to not take no for an answer. Yeah, and, you're a born um, hustler like me. Yeah, but it's also about being a good person in the process for me because um, I just want to be a person of integrity and um, hurt as few feelings as possible and have as few, you know the, the the smallest amount of collateral damage when it comes to doing what I do. And unfortunately, yeah, I mean there are some ghosts in my wake. Um, but I do my best to try and, uh, remedy those situations because who knows where you'll be tomorrow, you know, as this, as this whole thing's shown us. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you been using this time to extend the olive branch and perhaps reach out with any, you know, fallen friends, perhaps? Are you, you, no, I'm just, no, I've been really honestly i've been just in a place of self-reflection and um you know uh mostly just avoidance (laughs) (laughs) yeah we covered that yeah yeah it takes all my energy to just avoid the reality of what's going on i'm exhausted (laughs) are you in a good place in yourself though say just before all this hit did you find yourself in a you know a place of happiness and content 
getting there. Um, And I'll be honest with you. um, I believe that uh, I, I really come into my own sense of being when the shit hits the fan like yeah that's that. when i when the chips are down yeah i think i'm better in those situations um so as soon as the shit hit the fan i was baking cookies and cupcakes for everybody and you know like sort of for me it's i, I i'm good at rising to the occasion when um there's a global pandemic or um somebody gets stabbed or um you know, when the occasion calls, yeah, yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong; I made sure I have a full tank of gas and a backpack that's in the car just in case I need to take off. You got to have those contingency <laughs> plans in place. Yeah, you got it. But uh, but I also made sure I was stocked with enough uh, cupcake mix to get me <laughs> through the next few months. Tell um, me, tell me more about this uh, Joe Strummer Cadillac you're in possession of, and. Uh, the charity, the foundation with that. How did that car enter your life? Um, my ex-husband and I are, uh, are big Clash fans, and uh, we had a friend who was friends with Joe who had been placed in um, guardianship of the car, Um like and, it's a kid, I love it. <laughs> huh? Like the car's a kid. It's got its own guardian. It is. It's, <laughs> yeah, because it's not, it's never going to be ours. It's Joe's. You know, he loved that car so much. And um, anyway, so we knew about the car, but we also didn't know what was happening with it. And we'd ask my friend often what's happening with the car. And Eventually, um, I mean, it took like six years before we were able to have a discussion with him and say, why don't you let us help make sure this car doesn't just turn into a pile of rust uh, and instead use it to uh, give people the experience of being a little bit closer to Joe, but also his... Um, you know, ideals. Um, and so the Joe Strummer Foundation, we got in touch with the Joe Strummer Foundation. And we're just trying to restore the car at this point. Um, so what we do is, uh, we'll, we'll, like, we had it at Punk Rock Bowling. And it was really beautiful to see people's responses, like people who knew Joe really just wanted to be with the car and sit inside of it and they remembered him they remembered the car and then there were people who just loved the clash like little girls who sat in the car and just started crying wow um, yeah because joe was joe was a lot more than just a musician um he was a million things uh, yeah. and i didn't know him personally but through getting this car wanting to honor uh, him um i've done a lot of research and uh with my ex-husband we've um just met a lot of people and done a lot of research on the car and we have footage of joe talking about the car and there's pages and pages written on the car uh, in biographies about joe and you know this was uh 
this was a this was a lot more than just a possession to him. This was a statement he was making. He had this rusted top 1955 Cadillac um, that was his baby, and he he loved it loved that it was rusted through and he loved that it symbolized a number of things to him um but because it was a luxury car in the 50s <laughs> yeah <laughs> that it's sort of like you know in the 80s it was uh not in great condition but now it's in very 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 dire condition like we got the car running but the body is it's bad the floorboards are falling through and we just want to be able to allow people to sit in the car and have the experience with the car. But unfortunately, um, our fundraising efforts have slowed to, yeah, to a stop. (laughs) Along with the rest Uh, of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're going to take that up later, but, um, well, the Cadillac will ride again. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. It sounds like it's uh, in safe hands. It really is. And I'm happy. It's not like it's a badge a, a badge that I wear. You know, I, yeah, I have yeah. this car. It's more like I feel like my ex-husband and I have been entrusted with something that's very precious, but that's not ours. Ultimately, it belongs to the world. And I am I'm feel honored that uh, I've been given the opportunity to like, you know, be able to use the car for something special to raise money for the foundation or bring awareness to um, Joe's fans about what he was about, um, but also just give people the experience to be a little bit closer to the man behind the myth. Um, this this is the closest a lot of people are going to get to Joe, just sitting in that car. So. Um, but yeah, so it's a, definitely a very important cause in my life. I did is something I do love, but, um, so that's that situation. And one of the songs that was on my list that I had to take off was (laughs) Joe's version of Redemption Song, but I did keep a Clash song on there. I, you know what? I just flipped a coin, but, uh, Tough but I feel like, yeah, I feel like Joe's version of redemption song is, uh, perhaps more really, appropriate in these times. It's yeah. Not only is it appropriate, but it also, I, I feel embodied a level of, um, sensitivity and awareness that, I can imagine he was about. So let's go with that you know, one. We then. should put that yeah. song on instead of the Clash song. Let's do it then. This is Joe Strummer. Can I change it? Yeah. Redemption song. Beautiful cover as well. Old pirates, yes, they rob I. Sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit But my hand was made strong By the hand of the Almighty 
we forward in this generation triumphantly won't you help to sing these songs of freedom cause all I ever had redemption songs redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it we got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Old pirates, yes they rob I Sold I to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottomless pit How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it we got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Songs of Freedom That leads me quite nicely into what I wanted to talk to you about next. Are you uh-huh. going to look at doing any, you know, it seems to be what everybody's doing now, and, you know, a lot of people can't really sing half as well as you can, Mo. Are you going to be doing any home streaming, live streaming, connecting with save ferris listeners around the world through the means of the world wide web in the wake of you know lockdown and isolation because i feel like you should and i feel like you know people would would love to hear it and see it yeah have you been toying with that idea at all well i just i signed off social media um probably back in november yep uh I just needed a break. I just needed to be present in my life for the things that were happening at that time. And even now I need to be able to be present, but, um, I have definitely been thinking of coming back. You know, I, I think that I do suffer from the case of like, um, from a case of who's going to give a shit. It's just me. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But then I think, 
think about the people that I really look forward to hearing from on television, on radio, um, all the time. Like there are certain things that I watch or listen to every day that make me happy. Yeah. Um, and if I can do that for anybody, even if it's just like my sister or, you know, my family or whatever, then I think, um, that would be purpose enough. But so, yes, I've definitely been thinking about it. Um, I think you need to stop thinking, Mo, and get on the case. Thanks, Matt Stocks. Well, I'm, I think the world needs it. Always. You got to get. You got to so. get the costume on. You got to get dolled up to the nines. Yeah, and, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and you and you got to wow the world. You got to wow the world with song. Um, we need it now, Mo. Song thing, maybe. Um, I don't know about putting on the wig right now, but. Uh, <laughs> but. We we need sparkles. We need glitter. We need show business. We need. That would actually be hilarious if I just sort of put on the entire getup and just walk down the street. <laughs> yeah. It's like Baron right now. <laughs> just get some broken up, battered acoustic guitar and yeah, just f- film a little video of you walking down Hollywood. The only yeah, human like in sight. Yeah, like platform heels and a wiggle dress and full makeup and wig. There's no one there. <laughs> There you go. What up, everybody? Comedy as well. We need that too. No, you definitely oh need. God. You definitely need to do something. I feel like as well for me doing these, doing these shows every day and talking to friends all over the world has kept me sane and happy and upbeat and optimistic and connected. And I feel like I know what you're saying. Sometimes there's so much noise and bullshit on online on social media that you do have to pull back and focus on yourself and your engagement with the real world around you but i do feel like now the positive side of social media is really coming to the forefront and it's bringing people together in a way that i've never seen it do before um and just for like creative people like you who you know have so much to to offer i feel like you'd be uh you'd be denying yourself and us mo the uh the magic if you don't do something Matt Stocks. I think that's a great idea. It's definitely something that I've been thinking about. And, um, you know, I also want to be able to bring something to people. I don't want it to just be like about me either. Um, but why don't you do some covers or something? uh, Why don't you like get people to vote on which covers they'd love you to interpret and sing? Yeah. And bring people in that way. I know that would be, that's a great idea. And also, um, I've been. And baking cookies. (laughs) Get get Mo's cookery show on the go. Library of um, instructionals uh, for things that I create and make and fix and craft. And um, so I was thinking of maybe starting to put those up. You know when we first met and you were telling me how you were cooking dinner for all the boys in your stage costume and heels? Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's such a great image. That's what you should do right there. Get get the full (laughs) costume on and just do like a 1950s-style baking show. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. Then you could, you know... I actually have pictures of me in full costume, like 1950s bathing suit uh, and goggles uh, with a table saw in my 
because I was... I love it. Of course you do. I was cutting siding for my new bathroom. So <laughs> I swear to God, I'll have to send you the photo. Please do. <laughs> There's actually a few. They're pretty funny. Um, you're a big soul diva, and I've, I love that you've picked a couple of soul songs. The The second to last one, the penultimate track on your list is Anne Peebles' I Can't Stand the Rain. Tell me about this song and what it you know means on a personal level to you, Mo, in these end time scenarios as well. Oh, you know, I was thinking a little bit, I, listen, it's, it's now that I think about the lyrics of that song and I think, oh, wow, that really is very interesting. But the songs that I picked were songs that, um, I don't know, the sounds and the musicianship and the melodies, but also the instrumentation of the songs for me are are very interesting and they're songs that i listen to on a deeper level not just lyrically yeah um but yeah i think about this song and i think wow oh that's interesting um i wish it was raining more right now actually i don't (laughs) i'm really glad it's springtime i'm so glad that this didn't start in what would have been you know uk winter because that yes. really would have been miserable. Like, at least now, it's quite nice here. I don't know whether you've, like, FaceTimed Aid at all or seen the weather here. But it's yes. it's kind of nice. It's it's clear. It's sunny. It's fresh. And have you yes. noticed that as well? I know everybody drives in L.A. and there's a lot of pollution there. Have you noticed that there's, you know, a little bit of detox and cleansing going on with, with the world? Is that notable in a city like Los Angeles at the moment? It's certainly notable here. No, because <laughs> I, I remember, you know, growing up out here, how bad the air quality was. And I rem- um, just even maybe six months ago, I remember talking to my sister and s- saying, where'd the smog line go? There used to be a smog line over all of Los Angeles. It's kind of brownish, orangey. And over the last 25 years or so, we've been able to really clean up the environment here Um air wise uh and it's interesting to see the results paying off um but smog does create beautiful sunsets that's very colorful sunsets but i i think it's more like uh noise pollution is down yeah i'll bet Um, yeah traffic is down um just the entire feeling of this city has become a lot easier for me to handle <laughs> because it was pretty hectic before, which is fine. You get used to it, but especially Hollywood, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand the rain against my window. Bringing back sweet memories Yeah, when the rain Do you remember How sweet it used to be Just one. 
Have you been keeping up with the news? What's your thoughts on the virus itself? Well, we don't need to go down the really whole rabbit hole of that. To, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't need to go down the whole rabbit hole of that, but just you know your your overall thoughts. Have you been watching and reading? Yeah. And, and keeping up so, with everything and the development and. Yeah. Well, since the beginning, I've uh, I've been looking at China and looking at their numbers and. Um, but I, unfortunately, unfortunately, what we had going for us when we first got into taking this seriously was the studies on a few thousand people in China that were some of the f- first people to uh, get the virus, obviously, near Wuhan. Um, I truly believe that... And I think maybe I'm being too optimistic, but I would like to believe it's not going to take as long and there won't be as many fatalities as we think. And I think it's because we're all in this together. We're sort of participating to try. By by staying home and not being a dick, you're saving other people's lives. You know, and uh, I really, I've seen so much love and effort and bravery come out of people all over the world uh and i think together yeah we're gonna it's it's gonna become uh obsolete sort of like i feel like it's something like chicken pox like everybody or polio or something yeah yeah, well, I don't know about polio, but <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, obviously it's uh very, you know, my mom is in very 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 high risk um category for this. And it's definitely um you know, worried me. And so my my concern is for everybody, but mostly the people who are in the high risk categories here and um I, I, I watched. I watched and the band played on the other night, which I feel not only is it a, a movie that is still, you know, it stands the test of time, but it's also very relevant for what's happening now because I lived through a portion of the AIDS epidemic when I was a kid, and it was it really hit home for me. Um, because I had a lot of friends that I lost during that time, people I was very close to. And in watching that movie, you see how the CDC and um, the world's scientists on viruses um, came together to try and cure it stop the spread yeah of this disease but because we were living in a different time and because it wasn't a global pandemic in there you know it, because it was perceived as a gay disease or whatever yeah there was the latent homophobia and racism and prejudice yeah, wasn't there surrounding AIDS. Felt, yeah too many people felt that they were immune so it didn't really become their concern concern. yeah 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 but i look at the numbers of people who have died from aids um and i and i just think i think about the years how long it took for anybody to be able to get the funding just to get the funding to be able 
to do the research to find some sort of immunization or treatment um, for that. And I think now this has affected every single person in the world. And because of that, I believe that, uh, and because, you know, there, look, there's still a little bit of stigma. I think a lot of kids think, oh, it's an old person yeah. virus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, just like with HIV and AIDS, Back in the day, we, every, we were all going, wait a minute, anybody can get this, slow down. Um, but unfortunately with that, um, I feel like the only time the world started to take notice was when heterosexual people, quote unquote heterosexual people were getting it um through blood transfusions um wealthy people were getting it um hemophiliacs and stuff like that so with this situation i see the numbers dwindling i also believe that the numbers are growing exponentially more quickly now because testing has become more widely available so i do think that that's definitely affecting the numbers of how many people are getting the virus and it's important to focus on how many people are recovering from it um but to also recognize the severity of how easy like we don't even know for sure how easily we can catch it through the air through breath not even through a cough yeah. Um, and that's where the thing that's thinking. a trip about it all is there's so much uncertainty and misinformation and confusion, mm-hmm. and it's it's still so early, isn't it? Um, I think it is, but I also think we we know a lot more now than we knew even four weeks ago. Yeah, um, true. A lot more because because now we have four more weeks of results of studies and observation of people in other countries who have gone through the worst of the pandemic who seem to be maybe pulling out of it it seems to be slowing in other areas but i also don't i i i don't want to forget how how many people of a certain age die of pneumonia every day mm-hmm. in the world uh, in America, pneumonia is a very, very high, um, there's a, if you're over a certain age, you know, a high mortality lot of people, rate. they die from, when they're older, they have sepsis or they die of pneumonia here. Yeah. Um, that's usually what sort of takes people out. So this is a much, much stronger version of that. But uh, it's it's like all of us can get it, but also remember, try and keep in mind the people that are also recovering from it um, while just being aware of everybody else around you, which is just an interesting thing for Americans, I think, in general, for us to think about anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's across the board as well with the very kind of, self-centered i think uh you know narcissistic ego-driven culture which we've entered into in the 21st century 
this is yeah. this has been a great check for that and it's you know i think gonna hopefully have a really positive long-term i hope anyway positive long-term impact where it makes us change the way we act and behave and and look at people around us and and conduct yeah. ourselves in the world and if I'm we make it through there's a lot that. of good times to to come i think there is but i, I also am seeing the potential for change, particularly in Americans, how what was so important before is not so important now. Yeah, yeah And yeah. now you have an entire planet that's reading the news, listening to the news, and watching the news. And now we're we're bringing everybody to task. Now we're looking at all of this with. Um, a discerning eye because now we're able to absorb it you take away all the other stimulus and i gotta be at work and i have to make this much money and i have to do this and this and that today you know well today i can't leave the house i don't really have anything to do so why don't i become informed and i think a lot of people are becoming more informed not just about this pandemic but also a lot of the issues around it i know in America, um, in times of duress, uh, government figures use that as a time to distract us of course. from the other issues. So they pass these ridiculous environmental laws or take more rights away from women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's starting to happen now where... Um, the Obama era uh, environmental, um, what was it called? Like the, uh, they were, you know, the Trump administration sued California because they had sent, they had set the highest uh, uh, emissions uh, laws on the automobile industry in the country. And our government has used that as they've used this pandemic as a way to turn those laws to reverse them. Yeah, to reverse them. Um, And these are this is I mean, this is a case that was lost in court, not just one court, but a couple of courts and a couple of courts, a couple of courts. Like the higher up courts said, you know <laughs> what, you can't command. sue a state for doing what the people want. Yeah. Um, that was, demo- you know, it was the democracy that said that we want this dude in charge and this dude is the one who's speaking for us. And everybody was totally okay with that. And I don't know why it was an issue that we had to roll this stuff back, but. Um, yeah, that's exactly what has happened this week. And on the upside, people are noticing. Yeah, what and I think hopefully that the likes of Trump and Boris will, you know, we hope not be able to get into power again. <laughs> Please. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> people will do, wake uh, up to their bullshit. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think this is changing civilization for generations to come in the sense that um, all of a sudden we're grasping on. We've been forced to stop yes, and yep, yep. take notice and feel things in a different way. 
and reprioritize on a global level. And I, it's as shitty as all of this is, I believe it was so necessary. Um, and hopefully most of us can pull our heads out of our asses um, and really be very present for all of this and recognize, A, how lucky we are to be alive, B, how lucky we are to have all of these people that are putting themselves, exposing themselves to the virus to be able to help others, Um, and C, also become more informed, not just about the pandemic or the virus, become informed about what's going on in other areas of the world. It's not just your backyard. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Monique, I'm with you. What a nice chat. What a nice catch up. Hey, uh, We're going to play out with Bill Withers, your fifth and final song. I love the music in this. I love that slinky, I don't know what it is, whether you call it a riff or the melody or whatever, but there's there's some cool yeah. stuff going on in this song. Um, and Bill Withers is just one of the best to ever do it. I always love listening to his music. He's kind of like yeah. the witching hour artist for me when I get to that late point in the night when, you know, I've had a few drinks, starting to drift away a bit, get the Bill Withers on, start to feel that soul deep inside me. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, you're... I love that. Like, yeah, so good, I don't isn't know. It? And it's the same thing with that and people song with the, um, that, that yeah, slinky. Like the, the, yeah yeah these like weird funky sounds that they were using probably for the first time like there was very new yeah. it was a very new kind of instrumentation at the time when they were using them so. 60s psychedelica creeping soul. into soul isn't it oh my god yeah it's like so great um well listen we get yourself replicate that now it's like what happened? I know. I feel like that whenever I listen to the old stuff. I'm like, man, what went wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Mo, get yourself online at some point. I want to see something. I want to see some, you know, either shows or cookery classes. I want to see some some magic being put out into the world from your corner. I think the world needs it. Oh, thanks, Matt Stocks. Thank you. I'm going to do that. Please for sure, do. After I take a toothbrush to these floorboards (laughs) Uh, you know a clean house is a clean mind is a clean show Mo so good catching up with you and um, I do hope we can see each other again in the not too distant future until then uh, don't be a stranger all right Feel this.
Till you use me up 